that doesn't mean situations that arise to create some negative thoughts. I just simply became curious about them. Welcome to Growing Through Grief. I'm your host, Diana Curtis. Growing Through Grief is a weekly sprinkle of education and inspiration to help you take action that leads to personal freedom and greatness. I share powerful conversations with grief experts, spiritual advisors, and other courageous souls in this transformational podcast. I believe with the right support and the power of community, you can eliminate unnecessary prolonged grief. I'm here to teach you how to normalize, recognize, and use grief as a growth tool. I've been a champion for growth for decades since the loss of my mother. Together, we are growing. I'll give you weekly tips and small steps that will move the needle forward so that you are experiencing a healthy inner relationship with yourself. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Growing Through Grief podcast. I am your host, Diana Curtis. It is my hope that no matter where you are, what you are experiencing in this moment, that this conversation will elevate your life and create something new and calming and peaceful inside of you. So at the time of this recording, it is the month of May. It's my birthday and it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I've experienced so much transformation to the point of some life-changing events. It has, this month has brought discoveries about myself about my process, about my healing, about my growth that I didn't realize until now, until I really got still and began to focus on myself. So if you're listening to this episode, there's a great chance you've heard other episodes and you know that everything is about growth for me. Everything I talk about as an element of growth. But I realize that it's one thing to talk about growth. It's another thing to experience growth. I'm talking about the kind of growth that transforms lives. And quite frankly, the type of growth that's refreshing and that can be refreshing and renewing. So I set the intention to be deliberate and to really focus on myself this month, to focus on everything I do. I'm talking about having a deliberate focus so that I could create the best birthday ever, so that I could create opportunities, experiences, and expressions that would lead to freedom and fulfillment. And then that freedom and fulfillment would lead to moments of full joy. 
where I'm just full of joy and love and laughter. And guess what? As I pause in this moment to reflect, I'm realizing there was not one single upset, trigger, or activation for the entire month. Everything was just so beautiful. And that sense, that feeling continues for me right now. Even as we're having this conversation, my heart is wide open. Intentionality is everything. The more intentional that I become, the more expansive I feel. And then there are more opportunities and experiences that are coming my way to motivate me to continue to keep my heart open and to be expansive. It feels like, and it reminds me of a, the golden sun or the moon that vibrates over the ocean. If you've ever been near the ocean, you've watched the sun rise and the experience of vibrancy of it all. You know, the glow that expands for miles, the sunlight that began to shine on the ocean is so warm and it's comforting and it creates safety for an open heart. It creates opportunities for deep, deep, profound gratitude. The more appreciative that I become, the more reasons that I have to be appreciative and to continue to expand. And it feels so, so sweet. So what did I do to create those experiences for myself? Number one, I traveled to Toronto, Canada to celebrate with a couple of friends. And again, as I reflect on it, the flight was absolutely seamless. We landed, the rental car was easy. And as we drove into this beautiful city and just really watching and experiencing, it felt safe. We arrived at the hotel and everything was so perfect. We even received an upgrade. Hours later, after resting for a little bit, we drove to Aurora, Canada to have dinner with my friends. And the meal was so delicious and clean. My friend is an executive chef, so no, I'm not surprised. But it was the, the connection and the conversation, the authenticity, the vulnerability that made it feel like home should feel safe. It felt like how family should feel. So, so much more unfolded during that trip that matched my intention, the intention that I had set for myself earlier. And when I returned home and really, really began to reflect on the entire experience, I began to think about the steps that I had taken prior to the trip. 
I had created so many perfect experiences before the trip. I had attracted some great loving, kind, giving people in my life. So it was natural for me to create more of the same, right? And then I began to think about this whole process. Okay, if I created lovely experiences for myself to celebrate my birthday, why not do this all the time, every month, the rest of my life? Or at least choose to step in the process to make this happen over and over and over again. This can be my life. I can have a lovely life with beautiful experiences for the rest of my life. I can normalize having a life that's golden. So what did I do different during my birthday month? Well, beyond traveling to Canada, Here's what I discovered. For one thing, I was very, very intentional to make life all about me, mostly. I set out to focus only on myself. And as you heard, I created these lovely experiences for myself. And I'm gonna share what I actually practice daily, moment by moment, the month leading up to my birthday month, which is May. So number one, I set the intention. I place deliberate focus around my intention. I did this so that I could experience growth and change that would lead to mental freedom and ultimately emotional freedom and feelings of love, peace, joy, and abundance. So why growth and change? Because I know from experience that growth and change equals freedom. Freedom from what? Remember, May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. So mental freedom was another focus. So the ultimate goal was to focus on growth and change that would lead to freedom and fulfillment. And especially mental freedom. Why? Because everything is going down in the mind. I've said this before. I say it over and over and over. I have to remind myself of this. So I had to stay aware of my thoughts, my beliefs, my judging, my perceptions. I had to be intentional about my mental health, about my mind. I had to focus and watch and observe and notice and name my thoughts. All those thoughts that activate, trigger feelings and actions sometimes unpleasant, happy, and behaviors, right? So how do you become intentional about your mental health and experience a sense of freedom and fulfillment? 
we have these bodies within the human body, right? That physical body that we all focus on. And all of those other bodies are desiring to be free and to function with ease. The mental body, the emotional body, the spiritual body, and yes, the physical body. So you have to focus on all of those bodies, all of you, each body. So here's what I did to create that freedom and fulfillment. I'm going to use this concept, this framework around five selfies. And even though it's my process that I'm talking about, I want to speak it directly to you. And no, we're not taking photos of ourselves, not literally anyway, maybe in your imagination. So selfie number one, it's all about self-awareness. I already spoke about it. You must maintain awareness of yourself from one moment to the next, especially around your thoughts. Check in consistently. Ask yourself, what am I thinking? Who am I judging? What am I believing? Your beliefs, your thoughts, your judging, your perceptions will take you down a path of no return. Do you know that your thoughts create lots and lots of energy? And especially negative thoughts can zap all of your energy. Some of you may be tired, fatigued due to intrusive, obsessive thoughts and you not know it. Those negative thoughts can take up a lot of energy, lots of energy. Your obsessive thinking, judging, analyzing, that would be me, analyzing, perceiving, believing, only leads to more energy being used up. Because that thought energy will lead you to emotional, energy. So now you're having to manage those emotions that follow the thoughts. You know what emotions are? Energy in motion. So you got these feelings, these sensations, these behaviors, these thoughts, and on and on and on. Most of this is unconscious. And many of you don't realize it's happening nor do you understand how it's happening. All you know is you're tired and exhausted, even after a good night of rest. So the ultimate goal is for you to stay positive because the thoughts will continue. Stay with positive people, have positive moments, positive expression, positive experiences positive conversation, and that alone will lead you to mental freedom, emotional freedom, spiritual freedom, and physical freedom. Now back to selfie number one, which is self-awareness. This is where you're committing to consistently remain aware of your thoughts and the feelings that follow. So selfie number two, here's the thing. When you check in with yourself, 
often and you practice self-awareness, you will no doubt become aware of character traits that you don't necessarily like about yourself. And when you do, it's a great time to surrender to self-compassion, not criticism. Self-compassion is selfie number two. When thoughts of guilt, shame, worry, unworthiness, not good enough come up, anything that doesn't align with your vision, with your intention, simply be compassionate towards it, towards yourself, towards the thought, towards the action, towards the behavior. Simply name it and give it some surpassion. So what does that look like? You might say, okay, there you are, meaning whatever shows up, it could be fear. I see you, I hear you, I welcome you in. Thanks for showing up. Now, ask it, what is it you would like to share or teach me? That's exercising self-compassion. Just notice it, name it, exercise self-compassion and allow it to move through. Or you might also consider getting really curious about it. Examine it and get curious. But whatever you do, refrain from pushing it down. Refrain from pushing those thoughts and feelings down. Now, of course, there will be times when you can't address it immediately. Just remember to go back to it later. I shared earlier there were no upsets or triggers during the entire month of May, at least none that I recall. But that doesn't mean situations that arise to create some negative thoughts. I just simply became curious about them. And here's one other thing I did. I challenged the truth of those beliefs and perceptions, especially if they didn't align with my intention. And remember, my intention was to create freedom and fulfillment for myself. So I chose not to travel down any pathway that was not freeing and fulfilling for me. We are imperfect people. We're activating each other. Those negative thoughts will always come in. The feelings will always follow those thoughts. Feelings that will activate habitual patterns and behaviors. Just simply remain self-aware. Keep watching, observing, breathing compassion, and releasing whatever no longer serves you. And do it quickly if you can. The longer you stay there, the more you're in it. So just let those thoughts melt away and dissipate with self-compassion and love. So self-awareness and self-compassion, they are a must. So what's selfie number three? Yikes, you might not like this one. Mainly because you've heard it so many times. It's always about what you should do in regards to other people. That's what this one is about. But I would like to share it a different way. Since this conversation is about you and it's not about others, the third selfie is self-forgiveness. 
Yes, others that you're in relationship might benefit, but this conversation is about you. Self-forgiveness is the number three selfie. And it's safe to say everyone has had an experience where they need to forgive themselves. What about forgiving yourself when those intrusive thoughts and feelings and habits and behavior and actions lead to unpleasant situations with others? They just won't go away and you don't know what to do with them. What about forgiving yourself for blaming and shaming others, especially your parents? You know the story. It may not be you, but many of you are grown-ups who are unable to forgive yourself or your parents. Many of you are grown-ups and you're still unable to forgive your parents. Maybe start with forgiving yourself, but not forgiving your parents. It's just an idea. What about when you say yes to a friend and you know you should have said no, and it ruins your special day or your celebration? It happens, right? Just create some space for self-forgiveness. Accept the obsessive, intrusive, persistent thoughts are there and forgive yourself as you process and allow them to release each time they show up. You simply sit down, get quiet inside, and you might say something like this. I forgive myself for thinking we're used to parents. The parents I forgive myself for thinking maliciously caused me harm. I forgive myself for thinking that my siblings don't like me. You may still need to forgive somebody else for how they showed up in your life. And if you need to do that first, that's okay too. I happen to believe self-forgiveness, at least for me, works better. Here's something some people don't think about when they keep attracting the same type harmful relationships in their lives. Here's the thing. If the same person, the same people keep showing up with a different body and face, check in with yourself to see what's inside of you that's attracting them in. What is the pain inside of you that's matching the pain inside of them? And you two are like magnets for each other. If it's not inside of you, if there's not pain inside of you, it will not have any impact on you whatsoever. So self-awareness, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, will lead to the ultimate goal and our fourth selfie. Here's what you're going for. Here's the ultimate goal. We talked about self-awareness and that is simply remaining aware of how you're showing up from one moment to the next. Self-compassion is releasing the need to criticize, judge, Resist 
but instead have some compassion and empathy for yourself. And self-forgiveness is forgiving yourself first and no longer being attached to the mistakes that you've made in the past. Mistakes in your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. So the next safety number four is self-care. Self-awareness, self-compassion, and self-forgiveness equals self-care. You're taking care of yourself. I mentioned in another episode, the only relationship you need to be concerned with is the one you're having with yourself. You are experiencing you. You are experiencing what you are experiencing. Your experiences involve your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your habits, your patterns, your behaviors, your beliefs, and oh yes, your story and your narrative, all of which can be exhausting sometimes. Exhaustion, right? I can't talk about self-care without mentioning rest and relaxation. It's so important to rest, rest, and more rest. It's important to recharge, to release, to refresh, and renew yourself, your body, your soul, and your heart daily. Purge every morning, noon, and night. Let it go. One thought, one breath at a time. It's just energy. Let it go. And take care of yourself. Take care of your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. Self-care is the ultimate goal, always. And it's necessary to fulfill this next and last selfie, which is all about your vision and your purpose in life. As you learn more about yourself, a clarity of purpose, and more enlightenment will unfold for you. So here's the last selfie, number five, and it is self-visualization. We all know there can be no contentment without fulfilling the reason that you're here. Knowing and fulfilling your purpose is critical. Your purpose, your purpose is the key phrase. Seeing and understanding your purpose with clarity is the key here. That you know, do you know that your purpose is encoded inside of you at the heart and soul level? So serve from there. Maintaining self-care will allow you to serve from a clean, open, and clear heart, the heart and the soul must also be filled with gratitude. I'm remembering a conversation with a therapist friend of mine, and I asked a question, how many people do you serve a day? And they said, about 25. And I said, okay, so what's your cleansing and your clearing process at the end of the day, or even between each of those 25 sessions. And they said, I don't have one. I'm good. 
I talk to my spouse, my family, and my friends. I paused and I paused again and I paused again. So you know what was happening, right? I really wanted to share more about that, but I didn't. But let me share it here with you. Conversations with other people. That exchange of energy with a client can be quite different than a conversation with a friend. With a client, you're likely hearing a lot about pain and trauma and loss and grief. But either way, it's important to clear out any unwanted energy left behind. Or what about the energy that you've given out to support others? You want to replenish and restore your energy back to a place of peace and joy and purity, right? I believe it's important to consistently purge, rest, relax, release, and recharge. Not only your own personal deep pain, but also the energy of any pain that you could have picked up from your clients your friends, your family members, or even strangers. I believe this process is necessary to not only anchor in a crystal clear vision and purpose, but also to fulfill your purpose with excellence. So there you have it, five selfies you can practice daily. And I believe these selfies will help you gain your freedom back so that you can live a life of fulfillment. One last thing I would like to mention before we go. If you're listening to this conversation and thinking, I can't possibly do this by myself. I hear you. I understand you. It took me a very long time to realize how important community is. I tried to do it alone. So I get it if that's you too. Many of you have disconnected from life because of past hurts, pain and harm caused by others. You don't feel safe in community with others. You're afraid to let your guard down for fear of not being protected and harmed again. Yet you want to be with others and not may remain in isolation. But you don't know how to reconnect to life, to others, to the world. Well, here's some great news. It pleases me greatly to hear our Surgeon General share his initiative to reduce loneliness that's happening in the United States. Wow. Even those in the White House in Washington, D.C. understand community and connection with others is necessary. They understand isolation and loneliness is a public health crisis. Now, my excitement about their initiative goes beyond waiting for the government to come to our aid, right? Because you may be hungry for connection. The world is hungry for real connection. And I knew that from personal experience. So for the past 18 months, I've been working on a community initiative for individuals dealing with loss, trauma of any kind and the grief and the loneliness that follows. We are, but guess what? We're at the end of another episode, so I don't have time to go into it right now. But stay tuned. The topic of loss and loneliness 
and my community initiative to address it will be shared in upcoming episodes. I hope the tools I shared here, I hope the five selfies I shared here for my personal growth that led me to such freedom and fulfillment sparked a flame within you, a flame that will move you into action and motivate a deep desire, a change or transformation of something in your life. What I may be doing different than others is simply to stay committed to self-awareness, self-compassion, self-forgiveness, which is self-care. And also I'm maintaining a deliberate focus on self-visualization so that I can have a clear, crystal clear vision and purpose for my life. See you next week where my guest and I will be talking more about the Surgeon Generous Initiative, my community initiative, and more information related to loneliness as a public health crisis. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Growing Through Grief and being part of this loving community of women. If you enjoyed what you heard, Please share and spread the word. Let's help all women become richer and more nourished in their heart so that they're able to just keep on rising. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or topic ideas, or you would like to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at coachingtotheheart.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep on growing.